people like people like games. Six of people like games. I'm Solo. I'm Lilo. And we're your host. And this is the show. We're gonna talk about some games, baby. You guys ready as for this? As you week? know, as you know, uh, because all of you are faithful listeners, we are going to get the usual plugs early and out. And so with that in mind, you can find us on Twitter. At people like games, hit us up, up. Please say what's up. We're about to do a lot more interactive segments with the fans and the listeners, and fans probably being a exaggerated word at the moment. <laughs> the, the bots and the, the potential passerbyers and yeah. stumble uponers and and the but other guys want to be listener. featured. You know, you want to hear your own voice. Yeah. If you want to hear your voice and you want to do an interview, yo, and let us know. Let us know. We'll set this Absolutely. shit up. Absolutely. And so we're definitively going to be uh, including the listeners in very, very soon. But uh, on that, on that, uh, you can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud. so on, so forth, SoundCloud, uh, and of course uh, Spotify. And uh, <laughs> just kidding, yeah, <laughs> not Spotify. Yeah, yeah, bastards are pretty uh pretty pretty much holding the gate and keeping it against us so hopefully we'll get there soon we'll get there soon i'm not very worried but um i'm gonna let lilo take over from here because as you know he's more on topic and if it was up to me we would be <laughs> talking about something slightly different like yeah the yeah NBA so, playoffs and how the celtics i appreciate, game appreciate the intro wait what did that just happen ah oh. Yep. Sorry, Solo got me off topic. I didn't even see the scores, but uh, we got a show to cover. As you know, in this show, if you're an avid listener or if you're a first-time listener, we're going to be rambling about some games, and we're going to have some quick scope, and that is just a full scope of the industry. We're going to go into our rumor mill, give you the juicy rumors that you want to know about in this uh, in this world, I guess you'd say, in, in this world of games. We go on to a segment where we're going to flame a game and it's it happens to be Harry Potter this this week around. We, we covered it uh, last week or at least spoke about it, how we're going to flame it. We're going to flame it hard because it's it preys upon people. It's bad. Going to go uh, into a game yeah, spotlight. Yeah, uh, I I'm just going second that that it <laughs> we're going to be pretty fucking brutal on Harry on we'll Harry fucking Potter. But Harry Potter. Harry we're gonna, we're gonna get there. Potter, we'll talk about uh, it. More so on the developers exploiting one of our true loves uh, for very, very. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoilers. Don't give them spoilers. They got to tune in. Yeah. They got to tune in. We'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. All right. Uh, after the Harry Potter rant, I'm going to go into a quick game spotlight. And when I say quick, it's like semi quick. It's a game I'm actually passionate about and love. And then we're getting into the final lap and the final lap is going to cover a topic that solo and i just want to talk about and this will be the changing face of gamers and how um people progress it it'll be cool we're gonna get into it a little bit later so 
to start us off with quick scope i'm going to cover a quick game that we talked about several weeks ago it's called days gone it is a game that many have been comparing to the last of us and is a ps4 exclusive funny thing about it is that the creative director John Garvin has stated that he's sick of people mentioning that it's just like The Last of Us because it's actually not. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Solo's mad already. Yeah. But it's cool. I know. So, I know. Solo's mad already. Uh, what can I do? What can I do? But at the same time, uh, continue. Continue on. Let's just, let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. We'll, we'll get there. We can going. reiterate. We'll, we'll bring it back up. Uh, so John Garvin is the creative director of Go- uh, Days Gone, and he's essentially talked about the game and how the only comparisons he can see to The Last of Us is the fact that it is a third-person RPG where you have to go around killing creatures, and that's about it. So, just yeah. found it, find it funny. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I empathize, but simultaneously... Dude, oops. the art direction, the concept, like, you know what I'm saying? The it, gameplay is going to be different, no doubt. I'm but sure, but at the same time, you basically made the, you know, if, 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 if Last of Us was The Walking Dead, these are shows I don't watch. If The, the Last of Us was Walking Dead, then... I would think Days Gone was like the fear, the the fear of the Walking Dead, whatever that spinoff right, one is. Right, right? Exactly. Like, oh, shit, it's just part of the and same thing, right? In all fairness, that's that's just based off visuals alone. So I totally agree with you. However, we we won't really know until the game comes out, and the game doesn't come out until March of next year, twenty nineteen. So we got some time to, yeah. to think about Rumi Eight and uh, hate on it. We just found it funny that the the creative director was like, "Stop comparing us to the Last of Us because it's not the same game," and. You know, we'll get into that. Oh, what makes a game like what is a game's identity? Oh, that's a good question for later. All right. That's all I got for uh, Days Gone, though. Yeah. So what you got? I, uh, I don't plan to play that. I'm not going to lie. But an interesting sort of add on to the fact that the game is a PS4 exclusive. It looks like Amazon is having a little bit of a... I guess issue with Sony, I don't know, because there's not much information, but it looks like you can no longer pre-order Sony Interactive Entertainment games on Amazon. And it looked like some of the customer knows to change in around April, uh, around the time of God of War was released. And I guess that makes sort of sense. Amazon offers 20% off for pre-ordering titles for prime members that's 12 bucks off in case you noobs don't know games are 60 bucks just i am a little bit surprised by that i didn't know it was that much of a discount but hell yeah yeah that's i'm gonna start buying my games on amazon then dude that's exactly where i buy them every time hell yeah yeah i'm about to go pre-order spider-man right after this and so you know with the fact that spider-man detroit be human etc are coming out it is an interesting policy and it was potentially noted that it could have been a uh stock issue but that's why walmart everywhere has it i'm curious to see what I, I is think going to happen with that it looks yeah I, I, i'm I'm gonna I, agree because I, even even I, customer service didn't know what was going on so, right exactly that that yeah. part is like that, yeah, it's strange it, it's not like a policy amazon's just like oh sony doesn't want to release their games and like they want the full price or i'm sure yeah. it's contractual stipulations between amazon and sony and however who gets the money for selling the game whatever amazon but, would never say no to business dude there's no way that they don't offer this discount for these yeah. it's just sony i mean i don't know Agreed. plus when you say you want to pre-order spider-man it's a PS4 exclusive, and apparently right now you can't do it. So good luck. I mean, <laughs> good luck. Once he said it was a, a glitch, I was like, yeah, 
yeah, yeah, I think it's a glitch. Back. That's just, I don't know. That's just we'll me. We'll find but. out. We'll update you guys on it on Twitter at PeopleIKate. There you go. Inform them. Inform, inform them with their Twitter. Inform. Let's go. Inform. All right. Uh, moving on to another topic. Some of you might have heard already, but Steam Services have decided to expand into mobile because that is the next biggest market. And what they've announced is that they're going to release mobile. two mobile. new mobile's Steam where apps. That dough is. Mobile is yeah. where that dough is. I agree. Mobile is definitely where that dough is. And this is interesting because I don't know if these apps are going to be paid or not, but what they are going to allow you to do is you're allowed to link your Steam games from your computer to your phone and play your games on your phone. Now, your phone's going to act as a screen. And the idea is that Steam Link is going to launch on May 21st. And yeah, just allow you to do the same thing that you can do between your TV and your computer, but with your phone. What utility that has, I am not entirely sure. However, they're just allowing you more ways to play their utilize their service rather. So that's that's one of the things in Steam Link that's going to be released. The other app that's going to be released is Steam Video, which allows both offline play and online streaming of all movies and shows currently available on Steam. I had no idea they even hosted videos. But that's something new to me. So that look for that later in the summer. But on May 21st, you can download Steam Link and use it. Um, subsequently, with that, Steam has issued an update for their Steam Link controller that allows you to utilize Bluetooth. With Bluetooth on the controller, you can connect to your phone. And that is how you will be playing those Steam Link games through Bluetooth controllers. It doesn't have to be just a Steam Link controller, but you can and probably will use the Steam controller to play all those games. So, I don't know. Interesting. I interesting think facts. that's Steam. a good idea because I think with the advent of mobile, someone is going to crack the controller market where it's going to... You, you've seen those sort of uh, USB connected controllers that yeah, you can USB-Cs. play games on. Yeah, like USB-Cs. Micro and, USBs, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it would be a perfect... Uh, concept for especially as it moves to mobile gaming but it'd be so cheap man you're gonna so play cheap. PUBG. you're gonna play PUBG with a fucking controller on your mm-hmm. your your computer not your computer sorry your phone. your phone and and it would justify bigger screens for phones as well it would but like it's just so like why don't you play on your computer the only way you can do this by the way is it's if from, you have it's for, a hub it's for when you're on the go it's like i've been in well, situations when you're on the go means like you still need to be connected to the same wi-fi router you still need to be connected directly to the internet no, no, somehow no, no. you would you would it, it it's over network no no it is but like you have to have something hosting so like i have to have my pc on and then utilize the steam link making sure that my pc is streaming the steam link to my phone so essentially it's the oh, same way you, you do cloud be, services wait, how, within what distance then do you have to be exactly uh, there are there's a certain distance uh, that you can utilize it in. that's that's part of it it's so dumb it's 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 like a worse version of uh parsec that you yeah. you utilize it's a worse yeah. version of that i'm like steam i'm not sure your angle here like what kids are going to want to play on their phone instead of on the computer that they have the games hosted on you know what i'm saying yeah. like that's strange but people are going to use it i i can't see it now I'm don't curious. get me wrong I'm not the most intelligent informed gamer other people probably know right away what they're going to utilize it for but it's whatever yeah we'll know. find out what people have utilized it for and Maybe we'll update you, or maybe we won't, and we'll maintain our criticisms are accurate and fucking them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, I like your style. I'll but, take that. I'll take that. Anyway, I'm gonna actually take us back a little bit to 
a story that Lilo and I covered a couple of months ago at this point, which we're just reflecting on. We've been in the game for a long time, um, relatively speaking, granted. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we, had meant, we had brought up a story of the, a rather, uh, Counter-Strike uh, former streamer named James Varga, who went under the Twitch name Phantom Lord, who had decided to sue Twitch. Uh, after being banned indefinitely from the platform back in July 2016, Varga had claimed that Twitch broke its contract with him by never issuing an explanation as to why the channel was removed and charging that basically Twitch is making vague and which Twitch can be accused of making vague statements. They have a history of that uh, and right, ever right. changing allegations of breaches of the terms of service. Uh, he sued for restitution and claimed that uh, his inability to generate revenue from a streaming uh, had caused irreparable damage. So he was trying to get that dough. And that was a couple of months ago. And it looks like now, uh, Twitch has decided to strike back, basically, and they're countersuing him, uh, demanding, <laughs> basically demanding oh, that he uh, give compensatory damages and full coverage of their legal fees throughout the duration of the case. There is no way. That, yeah, he's going to be able to afford that shit. There's no way he's going to be able to afford that. Like, they're just trying to bankrupt him at this point. I think that's exactly it. And then like settle at the end, you know? This is an example of how corporations with means are able to drown out lawsuits. It just granted this guy has a ridiculous lawsuit and of no merit because he was banned because right. he was basically pumping a Counter Strike gambling site that he was promoting during his streams without basically explaining right. that, hey, maybe I own the company that I'm pushing to you as a streamer, which primarily is obviously violation of the terms of service. Yeah. Violation of federal fucking rules with regards to advertising. And so either way, either way, um this is how a company basically then expands the purview of a lawsuit and basically drowns you out in legal fees and then says, Guess what? You got to pay me for the lawyers that sued you. Which oh so uh you know Phantom Lord has stupid lawsuit. I guess we'll just update you when we see what happens with it because it's now become <laughs> a very interesting case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, when he, when he inevitably you know. settles out of court and drops his case, uh, we'll be back to that. And that just means that, you know, they just bring out that bat and they just take them out. Big companies, big companies. Hey, but they got to do it. They, they got the they money. Got? They got that. They got that coin. They got that coin. They do have that coin. Anyway. All right. Uh, Let's go on to another streamer and news about him. He's been in the news quite a bit, and we kind of have been fanboying over him a, a bunch. But we're talking about Ninja, in case you're wondering, the Fortnite streamer that is currently gaming bi gaming's biggest celebrity by far. Not anymore. Now he's a sellout. <laughs> Apparently he's a sellout to some people, or not. Uh, the biggest thing is that Ninja has pledged to tone down cursing in light of the fact that some of his fans are not happy and you know we some spoke about him fans when, parents are not happy. true but when we were when we were talking about him in the beginning we talked about how he was a good role model how sometimes on his streams when kids were donating and saying that they were watching in school because yeah, they loved he, him so much he, and he was calling them out and saying no that. pay attention in school but this is like along that. the same line i mean this is in terms of 
propriety or like i don't know manners or whatever the case is he wants to just stop cursing as much and he's imposing self-inflicted rating or labels i guess on his streams self-imposed yes not self-inflicting good point self-imposed he's gonna have different labels on his streams and let you know if they're pg pg 13 or r depending on the content Um, i think that's a really good idea uh, the the self-imposed part, aside, yes, for sure. I'm surprised that they don't have a system like that already implemented. If you have uh, to do it for podcasts, why wouldn't you do it for streaming, right? That yeah, makes no exactly. sense. It makes zero sense. But I'm sure they knew that they would have to do a whole different set of, I guess, legal documentation with regards to how that user to you know platform contract was set up if they did it eh. like that. Whatever the case is, Whatever he's doing it. He wants to get to G across the board, but that's kind of strange to me, especially uh, since he's going to be uh, he's going to be screaming some some Drake and some other rappers who have been known to curse a time or two. He, well, he claimed that he'd be he'd, he'd allow cursing from guests, and they they make whatever the case is. He'd obviously never say anything to a famous person who's cursing on a stream, so there'll be exceptions. But right. I'm I'm just curious because every time they talk about it, they always talk about how Fortnite has more views is then on youtube than what's it called uh than minecraft and okay. i just i was just curious i wonder how whether he or whether fortnite has the longevity of a minecraft i'm curious true minecraft is just a creative enterprise where you're constantly doing it and yeah. like you can constantly create whatever you want whereas fortnite is really heavily dependent on epic games though they have been pumping in money into fortnite and they're clearly trying to keep people you know retention is all is oh, their game so right. and we'll they do and they're doing great. and especially in regards to the you still look at remember was it not even a month ago we covered uh the radical heights as a new battle royale that studio closed right. down now yeah, it was what? Yeah, it was eighty-two percent of its users within two weeks. Again, like what happened had happened to Lawbreakers before it. Are and you serious? I yeah, did not so, know this. Yeah, so they're shutting down the game uh, as well. All right, Radical Heights, short-lived. Sorry, short-lived. Short-lived, but it's crazy how that happens. It did, it's just at the moment, and it just speaks. Uh, I don't know. I'm just talking about the battle royale genre as a whole. Like Fortnite and PUBG just have a stranglehold, but yeah. Anyway, um, I'm fucking tired of talking about battle royales. I'm going to move <laughs> on to something else, which is sort of irrelevant to know, but the it is it does give me the opportunity to complain and say that uh, that is well, what Solo first, loves. So let's I do, do it. So first, first the news item. Uh, the CEO of GameStop, Michael K. Mahler, has resigned for personal reasons. Uh, it's a little bit over three months after he had taken the position. I want to say that um, I could, you know, be really negative, but not, I'm not, I, don't, I have no reason. I don't know the guy. I didn't really know his tenure. I just know that he was a guy in charge of the sort of catastrophic attempt uh by gamestop to implement a rental system with their used game collections and within a week it collapsed and they never announced is any that true sort of, yeah within a week within a week within one week it collapsed uh, and so holy shit okay it just showed that uh maybe gamestop is a bit more 
dated in terms of its ability to implement something sophisticated like that technologically. GameStop's going to go out of business. I'm just throwing yeah. it out there. I'm going to yeah. call this. Like down the line, it's going to go out of the business. Granted, every business. Every business is going out. out right. Like, Except for like Amazon and like Google and all that stuff. Yeah. Like those businesses will stay. Microsoft. Macy's Apple. will be. Macy's is out of here in 10 years. <laughs> Macy's is 100% out of here. But I'm thinking GameStop, like we're, sh- we're switching mediums in terms of all this Game Pass stuff and digital medium like gamestop is going to be irrelevant except for selling consoles and even that is irrelevant because you got amazon you got best buy you have walmart you have I mean, all these other big enterprises own, you know these places have their own stores now there's like microsoft yeah, you can ship them ever. directly from nintendo and shit like that yeah. or directly from xbox and whatever so i do think games i don't know right. sorry GameStop. sorry gamestop but uh if you guys CEO, do want we'll some later. consultants uh hit us up because we have a couple of ideas to save your business, and for the right amount of dollars, we would be happy to uh, let you know what those ideas are. So, hit us up, GameStop. Changing the game. Let's go. Hit us I, up. Hit us up. Moving on from GameStop into something that has been out for, I guess, approximately almost a month now. Uh, it came out on 420, but it is Nintendo Labo. Nice. And reviews have been coming in and then people have been like saying how much they like it, how much they don't like it. Essentially what I'm going to cover now is just uh, I guess you'd say a hardcore gamer's take on Nintendo Labo. And this was a review that we found at Ars Technica um, by Sam Mashknikovich. Mashknikovich. Anyway, Regardless of his name, his take on Nintendo Labo was that it was incredibly fun to build and he is a single man with no family who was into gaming. But when he got down past the gaming part and into the actual gameplay part, he felt that Nintendo had made the game pretty light and he was upset about it. So what he specifically built was in the robot kit where you have to build the visor, you have to build the backpack, you have to build the boots and you go around and he says that the gameplay is pretty pretty straightforward and too simple it's sort of like um, an app game designed to bring you back and you're just trying to get the top score a multiplier you know those kind of games where all they offer is skins and it's just sort of the uh monotony of the game that kind of draws you back in because it's easy and simple and you can always improve um it's apparently not complex and the the problem with nintendo labo is apparently the garage band that we covered a couple weeks back that allows you to manipulate games and create your own code essentially coding for fun is is sort of tempered where you don't have a lot of options for certain games that are already pre-built and it's very hard to utilize certain constructs like this nintendo robot kit to make a new game or as a platform to make a new game so I think that's one of the things that we were sort of expecting. I'm not really surprised that Nintendo, like they put in so much money into making the cardboard, uh, designing the sort of UI around how to make it. But it doesn't surprise me that they sort of made simple games, if that makes sense. Simple games for kids. And it depends on the kids that are playing it, how young they are, how old they are, what they sort of want. But I do think in the future, they're going to be able to. uh, the, the commu- creative community is going to be able to utilize these much more. This guy just did the baseline package. He didn't get into what the community did. So I don't know. I think that is one take that will change in the future for sure. That I agree with. It will evolve as a software, as 
users mm-hmm. add their own sort of implementations and nintendo figures out 3D a way to printed objects it. whatever the case is yeah whatever like the all case the stuff. is it's only going to evolve i think if people always look at these things in a perspective based scale you can be like okay it's not perfect as is but it really lays a foundational framework for something that could be really incredible yeah. incredible yeah exactly that's a great way to put it um but now on to just a little bit of a i need to get a soundbite for this tooting of my own horn because i do it so often <laughs> this part i'm so confused about uh, <laughs> what are you talking about well it was just that now konami has shown record operating profits and i had mentioned two three weeks ago and have mentioned and going to repeat continually which was that all of these records being broken was going to become a new trend because of the That's large your amount. Angle. I yeah. get it. That's yep. your angle. Because of the large demographic infusion of gamers. So this is a normal thing. We've got, we went to Capcom the and Konami really and the Nintendo too. and, yeah. you know, Fortnite and all of these mobile records, et cetera, being broken. It's just like streaming and music where one week J. Cole breaks in, next week he breaks in, and this guy breaks in, this guy... And Drake breaks, and then Drake's gonna break everything when you know the next month, and it's going right. to continually happen like that because they're all new standards of measurement. Uh, so we'll see. Hey, we'll makes see. sense. I can understand you tooting your own horn there. However, when we covered Konami, and by the way, they're the company that helps produce uh, Pro Evolution Soccer that we covered last week on, which is surprising, <laughs> but they made a lot of money on Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel. Yu-Gi-Oh! Duels. I was gonna yeah, say, dude, I didn't yeah. even know they made that, but you, you should be oh, happy because that's yeah. like the game you've been asking for. Well, and no, I went. I saw. I, I I was there. I went to uh, what was it? Well, I think it was Comic Con. When I went to Comic Con, they had a. Uh, the release of it so i saw it they're doing like a whole Yu-Gi-Oh tournament this kid was sitting in like a throne like throwing down his cards giving smug looks to his <laughs> opponent i was like yo i fuck with this Hell man yeah. i want to play yeah. uh, all right and so i actually had it on my phone it used a whole shitload of data though man unless you're on wi-fi i'm not trying to fuck with those games no, I hear that. Um, that's just the way it goes now. You got to be on those plans, be on those unlimited data plans. Yeah, yeah. straight up, straight up until right. AT&T, uh, well, excuse me, until Sprint and T-Mobile merge and then we're all fucked with shitty networks like Comcast up in New York. If you feel me, if you feel me. Want, let's not talk about it. Let's, let's not, not talk, talk about, about it. it. All right, let's, let's move on. Uh, we got... Just something, it's going to be super quick. Interesting that everyone is going retro consoles, and this includes SNK, which is readying a Neo Geo Mini. So this retro console is going to include 40 games with a built-in arcade stick and a 3.5-inch screen, HDMI output, and controller ports for this little console. It's actually pretty cool. It looks like a tiny little arcade game, and you can actually play it on the screen, or like I said, they have HDMI outputs, outputs, Puts so that you can put it to your uh, screen. Specific titles for this particular Neo Geo Mini will include Metal Slug 2, Samurai Showdown 2, Real Bout, Fatal Fury, and King of Fighters 97. The artwork of the actual arcade console itself will be red, black, and white for the Japanese versions, and then yellow, blue, and white as well as a gray matte, I guess, finish somewhere um, for everywhere else. But yeah, that's about it. Everyone's trying to go small consoles. Everyone's bringing the retro back. And this is like SNES Except Mini. Except for Nintendo, which we mentioned last week, pivoted away. Even though it's restocking the mini SNES again next month, 
it's like a last round of it. They're just getting rid of what they have and they're going to move to that subscription. Hey, system, makes sense so. because they got bigger fish to fry, but they made their money and they're off, especially since it's so dirt cheap to make this shit. <laughs> yeah, so. basically. But, uh, you know, on to a slightly more interesting topic. And that is... <laughs> It's opinion based, but okay. It's opinion, opinion based. It, 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 it's a relative, and relatively speaking, your shit is boring. But realistically, the more interesting, you know, angle, I guess, or story is Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft have responded to the FTC warning we had mentioned about two weeks back. Uh, right, right, right. With regards to their warranty process. And so. Per the warning, basically, they mentioned Sony Nintendo more specifically had violated a law against warranties, which basically meant that uh, a customer must purchase a particular service or article. So they claiming that it was voided. If the warranty was voided by sort of taking, you know, remember those warranty void if remove stickers? If someone yeah. had, if a third party tried to service it, they would, would have to remove that and therefore it would automatically be voided and you would never be allowed to send it in again. And so now they sort of revised it to state that uh, if that seal is broken, that doesn't mean that the warranty has been voided, but it does mean that by simple absence or damage sticker, it's not going to be, again, voiding the warranty, but they said that their issue is that if the uh, if there's any damage and it had been taken to a third party, they can assume that the damage was done by the third party servicer, and that could then potentially void the warranty. So, what the hell? It, Dude, so many stipulations. So Too, many much stipulations. Too much and detail. Too much detail. That's and so asinine because you know they're expecting the consumer to be so tired with trying to jump through hoops that they don't even care. And like, yeah, and that's basically what they do. You. They can grind you down with the process, and then for every ten warranty claims that are real, they only have to service one because only one person was, you know, able to put up with the bullshit that is these some of these archaic fucking annoying roundabout processes and this would be another one um i hear you and also they never mentioned that they would do free return shipping for consoles that are in warranty um and so some of their warranty policies weren't explicitly stated which is sort of small but also fair uh that's about it it is also an example of what is going to happen with regards to legislation or regulation of loot boxes you shall see the end because they better do something themselves or they're gonna get the hammer <laughs> yep yeah they will all right let's move on to uh pokemon go the producers or rather not the producers the creators niantic have plans to build a 3d augmented reality world map with the Pokemon Go data. So with the help of the players, Niantic hopes to establish itself as a leader in digital mapping. And that is what CEO John Hank has revealed. I guess there's nothing really more to that. It's just interesting that Hank is trying to develop an augmented reality. The technology That's what Kaiba did in Yu-Gi-Oh, son. 
dude no no he's trying to make a 3d world and he's going to utilize people's phones to do it it's going to be crazy and it's Imagine- going to make sense because he can do it probably through the fact that people by playing pokemon go are training on their cameras and so he no the has- cameras exactly they're looking around they're looking yeah. 360 and as long as you can record that data and send it real time they can see the outlay and then i don't know you can utilize that stuff um no. there's Hank didn't go into details about what exactly would be going on. He did announce, though, that Niantic will allow third-party developers to use the AR map that he is planning on creating. So when I say he, Niantic in general, but still pretty incredible. I look forward to seeing how that's going to be utilized because Pokemon Go is incredible. Revolutionary. Right? It's incredible. It's incredible what it did and what it did for like how popular it gained and how much money it's still making. It's wild to me that no company even came close to trying to mimic what it did. I don't understand That's because they, you know, like Niantic came from the precursor. I forgot the game's name, but it it was Pokemon was a perfect thing for it. That's it. No, no, it was. I I totally agree. But they had the baseline because they had a game that was based on GPS locations. They had a Mm. game developed before that had a baseline of 100,000 players or so that went around the country and established these hubs. And literally they took that same data and overlaid Pokemon Go onto it. Now he's going to take that Pokemon Go data and make it fucking 3D. And that shit is going to be crazy. Imagine the PLG documentary on on Niantic and the making of Pokemon Go is a go. Oh, man. That's yeah, happening. Right? <laughs> um, we're going to Getting announce it eventually, and it's obviously not going to be coming for a couple of months while we put the story together, but uh, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. We also have a, a couple of other little breakdown segments coming for you guys in the future as well, which are unrelated. Also, if it doesn't turn into a documentary, we can make it a mockumentary very Ooh, easily. Done. <laughs> right? Done. We'll, we'll twist it somehow. We'll twist it We're somehow. We're going to twist it, but you guys are going to get the story because I'm, I'm damn curious too. But uh, just a little throwaway story for you guys to, uh, you know, fill up your uh, water cooler gamer talk. Bandai Namco, the company responsible for the shit network services that is the Dragon Ball Fighter Z experience, is hearing your complaints and is going to be spinning off its network services to a subsidiary to improve its online infrastructure. And so by creating its own sort of dedicated company to its online services, it hopes to be able to sort of be able to better respond to customer complaints and to be able to create better and more stable online service experiences. If you played some of Bandai Namco's games, you, you know, Dragon Ball Fighter Z being the most, you know, most pertinent example, you know, recent example, you'll see they have a pretty annoying online system. And so granted that uh, company does not launch until October because some of these processes take time to spin off all of these assets. Making a company takes some fucking time. You know, it's a good idea. It shows that, you know, the company is taking online gaming really seriously and I wouldn't be Damn surprised right. for that network services company to be handling Bandai's uh, further jump into mobile games in the future as well. Yeah. Nothing else to say other than good yeah. for them. Good for them. All right. Smart idea. Yep. Don't fuck it up uh, like you did the other thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Not not like the, the launch of Dragon Ball Z Fighter. Anyway, uh, Fighter Z. Speaking of smart moves, Nintendo has stolen from us yet again and has announced a YouTube series called Indie World. 
it's going to be a show dedicated to showing off the various indie games that can be coming out for Switch. We are in the market for indie developers and indie games, and that's what we want to spotlight. Granted, I'm not going to be doing that this week, but whatever the case is. And they stole our shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yo, no reload heroes. Hit us up. We're trying to get, if you are a game developer and you are listening, hit us up. We want to talk to you. We want show. to talk to you. It's mutually beneficial. Tell your friends, spread the word. Help people out game, find some game developers. And that reminds me, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Google Play and whatever, whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever. And so on to the next thing. All right. At people like games, at people like games. Anywho, Indie World, Nintendo. I'm still waiting for my goddamn Switch. Uh... You gotta get and it, man. You gotta get it. But now, they're still our idea because they're featuring indie games completely. Yeah, so I know someone's listening over at Nintendo, so send us some free shit and then sponsor us, and we will stop our cursing like ninja. So I will go. Ra- <laughs> I will go rated we'll go G, G for that money, son. Yeah. I go G for that money, son. I'll sell go out. You I'm, sell out. You just I'm sell out. You just immediately say that. I'm going full Ice Cube, man. Give me my money. Right. I am. Right. I'm. I'm a. I'm a Disney star now. I'm a Disney star. If you haven't heard, I'm a big deal. Tell it to him, Kevin. You really not know because it is a big deal. Lilo doesn't know what's happening right now. He doesn't know that I clipped in the office quotes into this episode. That's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Anywho, now on to probably the biggest story of the week and one that you may have thought that we weren't going to cover, but which we have already covered previously in depth with regards to the exact legal specifications on which the case was ruled upon. This being the Supreme Court lifting the ban on sports gambling, including esports. Money, 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 money. That? Hold on, hold on. We got to hit him with that coin. We got to hit him you with got that, that coin. coin. I, I feel it's like all I'm, coming in. I'm just keeping this on a loop because, like, Jesus fucking Christ. But at the same time, pause, because this doesn't technically legalize gambling anywhere. It simply lifts the ban <laughs> that was there stating that only Nevada was allowed to, uh, or only Nevada was authorized to sponsor wagering on sports matches. And so... Even New Jersey doesn't have a law, and there's no only Montana, Delaware, and I think Oregon have uh, systems in place to have legalized gambling. A lot of these other states are. Dude, Maryland does too. Maryland does as well. By the way, I don't know if that's in the article, but Maryland definitely does because they just released a couple casinos. So that is new, and so it looks like they were ahead. Someone was on the know, and so this was based off of a four-year case which was specifically based off a 1993 resolution called the professional and amateur sports protection act which i had covered because lila was complaining that why are we getting into constitutional legalities and i was like lilo (laughs) the gamers want to know so fuck it we're going right back running it back and giving you a quick two-minute tour as to the entirety of what this case is so are you ready In 1993, the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act was passed, which levied a virtual ban on sports wagering across 46 states. The sole exception, sole blanket exception being Nevada. New Jersey was given a one-year window to legalize it, and it didn't. And so this week, it had 
basically been struck down by the Supreme Court, not because it wanted to legalize gambling, but based off the fact that we had talked about the fact that New Jersey had tried to take or pass a law that was uh, that would legalize gambling, but they said that they weren't allowed to pass a law that would legalize gambling. So they just tried to remove the le- legislation that was there that said that gambling was illegal. And yeah, then they tried to stop happened. it as well. And so I had mentioned this all is in relation to the 10th Amendment, the 10th Amendment being the concept of federalism, which is the federal government has no right to make laws that would abridge a state's right to make those said laws, which at this point, it's sort of irrelevant because of the crisscross between state specifications and federal rulings like marijuana. You know, I was going to say marijuana is the biggest a, thing I a, think a, of. An obvious drugs, prime example. Drugs in general, yeah. The drugs that aren't profitable to the government just yet. Um, but... Anywho, uh, it is in basically that uh, now if the states want to pass a law, the federal government can't say they can't. And so based off that, they revoked the law that was on the books. This doesn't mean it's legal everywhere. This is also subject to a recent, I think some senators in the uh, in Congress are already trying to pass a new law that would ban gambling. So this is only pending the fact that there's no federal legislation passed that prohibits gambling specifically. If that happened, gambling can die again. But if it doesn't happen, this opens the gates. This changes everything. This is going to lead to college players getting paid. There's a lot There's a lot of ramifications that can't really be covered within the span of two, three minutes, but which are pretty major and you know, expect esports to really blow up now because of this. It's a sport. Yeah. Once they categorize it, it as a still sport, and too. you realize that like a lot of the popularity of some sports is solely tied to the fact that you can gamble on it and mm-hmm. they really, people start wagering on video games, it's a wrap. Think about the fucking Super Bowl. Think like how much money that so much money makes. Oh, and and gaming, stupid. the amount of money you can make off that shit too. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with this. I think it's pretty cool. I'm sort of down with that. Um, how about next up? We legalize marijuana in all 50 states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he has a personal vendetta for that. I, I see. I, I see. have a belief that if something is grown natural into earth, it shan't be regulated. You're telling me Vicodin isn't grown naturally from the earth, bro? What are oh, you talking about? That, Come on. Obviously. Vicodin plants, like, if you haven't heard <laughs> right? that, Popping like, pills? Exactly. It's you just, just like peas, baby. You open up the seed, you open up the pod, and then all of a sudden, you got a whole you bunch of Vicodin bars, And you're good. Yeah, let's go, baby. Exactly. It's sort of like vegetables. Everyone's chilling out. But, uh... All right. All right. That was pretty funny. Yo, that was pretty funny. Thank you for that. That was a lot of legalese, but it's definitely informative and important to understand the scope of what Solo was talking about. Uh, moving on to wrap up quick scope, I just want to let everyone know that the Overwatch League season finale is going to take place at the Barclays Center in New York City. The city that never sleeps. It's the first time that the finals can be played away from Los Angeles and the finals can be watched from July 27th through the 28th. That's pretty much it. I mean, they decided uh, it was a it was like a runaway. Sorry, that, that that doesn't make any sense. 
Blizzard was deciding between multiple cities and Barclays just ended up being the winner. Why? In part, I would have to say is because uh, Brooklyn Sports Entertainment owner is operated by AEG Live or the venue is owned by Brooklyn Sports and Entertainment, owner of the Brooklyn Nets, and is operated by AG Live, all related and have a heavy influence in esports in general. So I think that one, the New York Excelsior are the favorites, definitively. And that also leaned into why they should keep it in New York rather than anywhere else. I don't see them having as much enthusiasm. ESL one at Barclays in September had really good uh, numbers as well. So I expect this to be sold out, uh, and uh, that's, that's about it. That's about all I all got right. on that one. I'm, uh, I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. Well, if that's if that's the case, let's roll on to a quick rumor mill, baby. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh we got to give you the new sound effect. What is it? It is. I know what it is. Never mind. I know what it is. I know what it is. Welcome to Rumor Mail. Welcome to Rumor Mail. Hit us up if you know what it is, because we're not going to fucking tell you, because we want you guys to tell us if you it's know. Cultural. It's, it's cultural. cultural. it's important. It's cultural. You should know. Yo, tell them what the first rumor is. Let's go. So we're going to make a couple of these quick for you. Uh, it is a story we have covered in the past, uh, but which has obviously, again, gained some momentum as the uh, first season of The Owl is set to, you know, or on its way towards closing up, that they are looking to expand four to six new teams. And the potential price of these teams are going to be between 30 and $60 million. I am curious what that gap is sort of related to i think last year we had talked about the fact that 20 mil. in our early yeah, exactly the early episodes we talked about the how will we starting up with 20 million dollars per franchise slot and now asking for 30 to 60 i think is a little bit ridiculous especially because we're just talking about how Owl has seen decreasing numbers going into its most recent stage. It Dude, it's never... about the reevaluation of esports and how popular esports are. Granted, the numbers on Twitch don't show it. I think the genre of I game does. I'm curious to see if, if if Overwatch has the legs unless they make some sort of significant True. significant changes because it has died a lot in popularity. It's I just feel like for, maybe Fortnite just took over a lot of people's gaming time, but it also feels like there's it's just been lackluster. I, Bridget's interesting, but the meta is not very particularly interesting to watch, and it's just too redundant. It does, you know, like even Counter Strike is something that you would imagine is repetitive, but which is really interesting because each time there's particularly different tactics. But that's all irrelevant to what we're talking about. We're talking about this. 30 to 60 million for the chance to have six Korean players represent your city. <laughs> <laughs> bringing so, it back. Yes. Bringing yes. it back. That is, uh, we'll see. In an ideal situation, we see South America and more European teams because why are there? This isn't an American league. Get out of fucking America. Let's get some new countries. Let's get some new <laughs> all countries. All right. All right. But now you lead us up to our next one. 
Alright, uh, leading up into the next one, this is quick and just funny to remark upon. There's been rumors that Square Enix wants to launch Final Fantasy VII before their 35th, 35th anniversary. In case you're wondering where their 35th anniversary is, it's 2023. So, <laughs> uh, that's quite some time from now. And for fans of the series and fans of Final Fantasy in general, you'll know that that's too far away. Even the uh, creative director, or I forgot what his name was. I don't have the, the actual article I was looking up up at the same time, but let's just say Square Enix in-house has said that 2023 is too late. So expect it earlier than that, but that is a that is a goal for them. That's pretty much it. Goal. So if you're waiting for Final Fantasy VII, just, just wait because you're going to have some fucking time. That's for sure. And I've been close. All right? Yeah. And I'm going to uh, close it off with this quick last one. Uh, there's been rumors of a new Switch game. And it's going to be Pokemon related in 2018. So, my favorite game is coming to Switch. Expect new things, I guess. I'm not, no one really knows any particular points about the gameplay or how many Pokemon it's going to feature or what capabilities are going to be in, in there. But one of the rumors was that it's going to be like semi 3D, sort of the way the games were on 3DS and stuff like that. Uh, Hopefully they introduce motion controls. I think the idea is that they're going to link it up with Pokemon Go as well. Those are some rumors out there where the capturing a Pokemon is the same way where you can swipe up on the touchscreen if you're undocked or if you're docked, you can use the motion controls and throw a Pokeball with your hand. So a lot of crazy things. But if they do have a Pokemon game that is linked up with Pokemon Go, it's going to blow the water off how much money Niantic is going to make. That's for sure. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I'm excited for it. And I think that it's a magic bullet in Nintendo's arsenal if they are able to manage a really interesting RPG version of Pokemon on a console. And it was amazing. And I... And, uh... I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. I'm excited that was a lot of it. ramble. We had some side talk on the side. In case we you heard were, that, yeah, there we was a little talking, side talk. But, it's but okay. at the same time, I was trying to put to words what I wanted. It's just that. What else did there say? What else did there say? Like Pokemon Snap is the closest. Pokemon Snap and Stadium are the two closest we've ever had to what an RPG Pokemon experience would be like. Almost 20 True. plus years of the game being out, and we've never seen a, a full in-depth sort of discoverable it's japanese they couldn't give me a jrpg at any fucking point in its existence hey, on hey, console. it's coming out it's, it's about like the style of gameplay let's let's we're we'll too see. long we're too, too long, long. Here. we're too long we're here, gonna so. see we're gonna see how they link it up all yeah. right we're gonna cut this because obviously we will have to fucking ramble all the time <laughs> guess what guess what i'm gonna ramble about it's gonna be a game that everyone should know about everyone should play i truly oh, think on, if you're a fan on. of what what, uh, what segment are we at getting here what uh, segment sorry. Are we at? yes we are in game spotlight oh. all right so this game spotlight is about the dark souls remaster that is coming out in two weeks it's going to be coming out on may 25th and it is from producers bandai namco um those are the publishers rather and Bandai, from Bandai, software Bandai. is the developer okay so the original release of this game dark souls came out on xbox 360 in september of 2011 this new release is coming out like i said on may 25th for pc xbox one and ps4 they include that with xbox one x and ps 
4 Pro, but the Nintendo Switch version, which I think everyone was most hyped about because you can bring Dark Souls on the go, uh, is actually delayed until later this summer, so that's something to be on the lookout. Why do you care about Dark Souls at all? Well, Dark Souls is the kind of game where you're thrown into a world without any explanation, right? It is a third-person action RPG, and what you do and how you do it is sort of up to you. You're a character that has baseline stats. There is no general way to play. The lore isn't shown to you up front, and there are a good variety of weapons and abilities, meaning you can play however you want to. At the end of the game, as you progress, and as your playstyle emerges, your character is definitely a reflection of who you are in the game, if that makes sense. Meaning, if I'm a player who's very defensive, I'll pick up the shield that I find in game and utilize a shield and a short sword. If I'm a player who's very aggressive, I'll go no armor to be super quick and have daggers in my hands. If I'm a player who likes to play um, sort of tanky, I'll do heavy armor with a great sword, which is a two-handed sword and you fight around. The cool thing about Dark Souls is that this game that was such a hit was so difficult to play and very hard, but it took a lot of skill, right? It was technically challenging as a game, meaning as you played it and the more you played it, the better you got and the more rewarding it was to actually beat the in-game bosses. It's one of those games that's unforgiving. You're going to die a shit ton. Um, you're going to learn how to play the game, but each situation can be approached uniquely. And when you do win and when you do, I guess, beat the final boss, the feeling you get is such of like it's a pride really like beating a game so that's pretty interesting let me go into more details about the game um the game is gonna be cost is gonna cost 40 bucks across all platforms it is a third person medieval rpg that you know um it recently went undergone network tests and so one of the features of dark souls is that if you want to you can have a friend play with you which is pretty cool because you can progress and you'll have two people running around fighting people however if you have someone else play with you it's open to other people invading and ruining your game. So that's an interesting part. Uh, yeah, something that no one else has ever done before. But Dark Souls on Xbox 360 was 720p. Um, we upgraded that to 1080p on PS Pro and Xbox One, even going up to 4K. All right. If you want, um, it's going to run at 60 frames per second for Xbox One X and PS4 Pro or Xbox One and PS4 as well. But it's only to run at 30 frames per second for the Switch. Makes sense. Not as much hardware, not as much firepower. However, it can be run at 1080p on the Switch if you're in the dock. Otherwise, it's going to be 720p handheld. That's fine. DLC is already included because Dark Souls came out with a shit ton. Uh, and the gameplay footage that I saw for the Switch particularly was smooth and beautiful. And I've only heard good reactions. A lot of people rated this a perfect game or 9.5 out of 10 when it came out in 2011. Expect the remaster to be just as great and i invested i only got into dark souls genre and dark souls 3 i invested like 55 or 60 plus hours into that game and it was incredible i think this game coming out in two weeks is a must-have for the switch specifically or for any fan of the genre you should go out one of the cool things that they are adding by the way is uh, a 3v3 deathmatch mode which i've never heard of or seen before in this particular thing so not including the invasion technique or invasion tactic that you can have your game ruined by some outside player. You can fight and just do death matches, which is not unique, but it is unique for a third person action RPG for sure. So that's my game spotlight. Please check it out. I'm sure many of you already heard of Dark Souls or are fans of it. Um, this remaster is going to be incredible for sure. And I'm picking it up for my Switch because it's a must have game. Yeah. Okay. I'll probably scare the shit out of some of the listeners because I pushed 
an accidental sound clip and it might be really loud. So. <laughs> what the fuck did you drown out, man? Uh, what did you drown out? What oh, was I, it? No, no, I didn't drown out anything. I just pushed uh, one of the, the, the clips by accident as I was moving it. And so if you hear a really loud game, because <laughs> I'm going to start using that after, at the end of your, uh, uh, funny, at the end of your game spotlights. The game. game. Yeah, from Smash game Brothers. Set match. Yeah. No, from Something Smash like Brothers. That. Game. No, I got you. Game. Oh, yeah. that game. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. got it, got it. There you go. All right, yeah. yeah. So, so game. That's the game. That's the game. That's the game. That's the game. So, uh, and now we are actually going to do something a little different. And so, instead of getting the traditional final lap, you're gonna get the final roast. And that's why you know Lilo, Lilo may may have uh, accidentally misspoken about our final topic. We had meant to talk about a article that had come up, uh, or not an article, rather a, a research study between Alienware and a, a right. research firm that basically took a look at what the breakdown. Uh, of demographics are for gamers and what those numbers sort of reflected. We're going to take a look at that definitively, but we'll probably just push that to next week. And yeah, we maybe are, even quick scope yeah, just to cover it yeah. shortly. But at some point, we're going to cover it soon, though. It's an interesting article and it does put a lot of numbers and percentages to beliefs you may have had or actually statistics like you had factual, factual statistics exactly too. and it's it's good to see it's a it's sort of like when you see the success of something like a, a black panther or you know crazy rich asians when it comes out those sort of successes right. then lead to the next subsequent ones being easier uh to get made and you know it occurs in these situations well but regardless um now we're going into something different. Now we're going, going on great. to. Now we're going on to something far different. I'm gonna I'm hit him with the get, one. I'm gonna I'm hit him with the two. Get. It's a duking season, and fucking Harry Potter Hogwarts mystery. So we had to oh cover that game when we were here. And I'm just going to keep doing this. And sorry. Genuinely excited, too. We exactly. were, like, genuinely excited about the game. I'm sorry. This is a nod to Joe Button, but we're giving the shots today. <laughs> Boom. Uh, we're, we're aiming God. for Jam City. Who are right, the developers of the Do you want to start? Do I want to start? Who's you you, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you start because it was 1A Trace and Lilo who had brought to my attention because I had downloaded the game. We had covered it shortly when it was initially announced, and it was sort of right. cool to be able to see the option to have an individual character journey in a Harry Potter game Hogwarts and, setting. Yeah. and in Hogwarts setting and to have it on mobile specifically. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I hope this is the first of many. I was getting like Pokemon Go for Harry Potter type field. I was like, this is going to be dope. And then they brought to my attention that it had a not very cool system Dude, keep going because it sounds and like you started so, already. Keep going. Oh, okay, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> you I, 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 had, I had downloaded it and I started playing and I was like, I told them, they're like, yo, this is a very exploitative model. And I was like, I don't know. It, it, it's quick to see one exploitative model. So I was like, maybe it's an exaggeration. Maybe I'll take a look. Right. And it's called Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery, and it's by Jam City. It was released on April 24th, and by April 30th, it was starting to make more than a million dollars a day. I wonder how. Is it because the game cost money, and so it was so good that people kept downloading it? No. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. What they did instead was 
They went all in. They went all, all in all on this monetization. In. And so it's basically a, a text quest and click mechanism. So they paste, they put pennies into the development of the actual game, which is literally just click and point, and you don't even get to move. It automatically takes you to the screens. And to do actions cost energy but to get energy you either have to wait for time or you have to pay but the thing is like i'm playing and i'm going i'm going through my okay i don't get it i'm still going i'm about 10 15 minutes maybe into playing the game and then all of a sudden i get trapped in a closet that has devil's snare and i'm just pushing the buttons to do the action and all of a sudden it stops it's not working i'm like what the fuck it, it it's like yo either wait four minutes for one energy to refresh or pay for it i was like how much what? fucking energy do i need you need like a thousand per nah, fucking nah, you need like 20 you do need like 20 to get through that yeah no it, it's only like 20 but it's how 20, much is the cost fuck ton. Uh, okay yeah that's what okay. i was gonna get into like, so to refresh your energy to refresh your max energy and your baseline is around like 20 or 24 or some shit like that it costs 55 gems. Now, the breakdown of gems is one gem is 10 cents. And what I said so about you, people who charge fucking money to convert it into in-game fucking currency like Overwatch with this fucking Overwatch tokens and then use that money to pay for something, which is exactly right, what these right. guys are doing, but continue. I was just going to say that this is one small quest that ha you have to do to progress the story, right? It, it should take, I don't know, it, one small quest in the, the grand scheme of the game. You have to use all your energy to actually pass it, and sometimes you don't even have enough to do it. And 55 gems to refresh your energy immediately is $5.50. So if you think about kids who have no self-control. Okay, let's, let's back up, let's back up. If you think about adults, adults understand that each of these quests has a time limit, and that's cool. So the time limit for the quest ranges from one hour to two hours to three hours to four hours, five hours, whatever the case is, depending on how many stars you need to get or want to get for that quest. As an adult, if you run out of energy, I think most people understand that you can just put the phone away. You have self-control. That is what makes you an adult, and you can make these rational decisions. A little kid does not, and this is where the gambling mechanism comes in, or, or this like addiction comes in, because kids don't feel good about being stuck in, purposefully stuck rather, in dangerous situations. Your character is literally progresses and goes into dangerous situations where they run out of energy on purpose so that you feel stressful and you feel upset about your character being in the situation that you then have to pay money to get out of which is insane and as an adult like you can rationalize it's a game but like, like i was saying as kids you don't and you want to get out of these situations and how do you do that you pay fucking money and it is so ridiculous and it's so, so ridiculous, ridiculous because to me and i'm going to explain what my take on this becomes so Jim City, game developer, yo, your CEO, come on the show, your development team, head project manager, come on the show so I can fucking really ask you what is going on in your head when you make such blatantly exploitative shit. And the, right. the most annoying parts of this is that if you are able to do this with your own shitty original intellectual property, fine, God bless, go for it. But when they take echo when they take a beloved intellectual property like harry potter 
which has the ability to touch into something and to create an exploitative framework on that, it tricks people in a way that's sort of additionally uncool to me, which is a lot of Harry Potter fans will jump to it. And because they love anything Harry Potter, like ourselves, just, like ourselves, like and ourselves. we jump in and we're like, oh, really? Like, yeah, I'm an adult and I have a, a, a limit to what I consider fandom shit. But at the same time, like there's people who would be like, no, I got to pay. I want to play. And it's at this. I get right. I get you're going to have to get a certain amount of money to pay for the rights. And I'm sure the rights to use Harry Potter in this form are fucking insane and you couldn't get the rights to uh harry and ron and hermione but you were able to get whatever you needed from you know the additional characters i get it i just at the same time it's the same way i felt about the battlefront too like there has to be a fucking line and to see that within seven days, instead of people forming together, being like, yo, really? This is how you're really going to fucking play this? Like, and instead of doing that, which is within, I rather people use the refusal to buy something instead of it being regulated. I'm not going to lie. I'd rather not have regulations jump down about what the business model should be for games. But if you guys are going to keep pulling this shit and you guys, instead of getting punished for pulling off something as blatant as needing energy crystals that you have to pay for with two different, they give you three options of currencies without explaining what any of them are. And then when you run out of energy, suddenly they're like, yo, just go buy some. Otherwise you wait four minutes to get one energy and one energy gives you one action. So at the same time, even if you wait and you turn the phone off, well, guess what? If you go back in, your mission may not be saved. You got to do that shit all over again. Or you got to start over and you get stuck in the same situation. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is fucking ridiculous. It's ludicrous. Uh, And I would hope that someone... Dude, I just... Uh, sorry, go ahead. You were going to say? That the finish fucking thought, world wouldn't give them a million dollars a fucking day. <laughs> That's what I uh, wish. Yeah. I agree. That's it. That's um, a sum total. Dude, Candy Crush making that much money per day and that just being like a puzzler game and versus this, which is like a beloved franchise is totally different to me. Like Candy Crush, you're dumb. You want to play a puzzle game. Like it's addicting, but that's cool. I, it's a different aspect where Harry Potter is supposed to be like a family, a family series, a family book, a family story. It's like if they did and it with Disney you characters. just make it exploitative. And I just remember... I remember when we first heard about this game, when we were like really getting excited, you, me, and 1A Trace, it was like the rumors about it were thinking that it was going to be Pokemon Go-esque. It was going to be a sort of free-to-play, like you do whatever you want, it's going to be augmented reality, you can run around, you can be a character, but you never really thought about the fact that like you might be limited in scope to what you could do. Even in Pokemon Go, yes, there is energy and stuff like that, but like... You can still walk around. You can still progress. It, it but here, it you literally can't do anything you else. You literally cannot. And that's it. And that's the same issue we had with loot boxes in those other games, which is the second it starts to affect gameplay or you disallow someone to buy something directly, like right. put in a loot box and charge it up straight up. And you get the option to do one or the whatever the case is. And as you're saying with the intellectual, like to not be able to do something in the game and not to be able to move further in a game without literally paying or waiting, like they... De- Four minutes is a long time. It's not even like 30 seconds. It's four minutes. Like they put it so long that you literally have to pay to be able to move forward. Fuck Jam City. 
Unless you're at the right timing. I mean, that happens too. People set literally timers to make sure they come back to the game so they have the right amount of energy before the quest finishes so that they can finish the quest with the stars they want. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, We're upset. We're pissed off. We love Harry Potter too. And this is awesome because it was based seven years before Harry Potter got there. You got to explore the city. You got to, sorry, you got to explore Hogwarts rather. Go to Hogsmeade as well. You could do a whole bunch of stuff in the game. But Sol and I literally stopped playing after we got a few levels in just because of how exploitative it was. And the goal, like psychologically, you can understand why they did what they did because they want you coming back. However, as a fan of video games and as Harry Potter in general, I'm fucking pissed. Fuck and I think I think Jam you should City. be. Fuck Jam City. And, you know, I companies don't give a shit who they're licensing out to anymore. Harry Potter's at that stage. And to be frankly honest, thank God Harry Potter is not more of a directly current children's IP. You know, it, it's like if this was a Fantastic Beast, yeah, maybe, but I'm but saying like, like, if this was yeah. a Fantastic Beast like game, and they came out with trying to do some exploitative shit like this, that'd be it would ruin the franchise. It would ruin the franchise. Like, it, it could. And what do you it think would happen with Battlefront Two? And I'm sure Disney yeah, stepped yeah. in, and they were like, "Hey." Yay, how about you now fuck up our billion dollar franchise here, guys? And then yeah, Last Jedi yeah. didn't get the best of ratings either, so I'm sure they felt that was coming. You know, and, yep. Yeah. I, I feel you. I understand. Um, and so, pissed off. Stop this upset. madness. Uh, Jam City, we would love legitimately for someone on your development team to come on the show and debate. Please hey, rationalize. Let's justify. Yeah. Fucking justify. Don't even rationalize. There is no rationality to this other than we wanted to exploit. But I want, want the money. justification. And more importantly, I want the metrics that you use to decide four minutes per energy when making the game and how you weighed out the amount of energy required per test so that it would maximize the amount of people buying that energy. We're not fucking stupid and we want answers. Jam City developers. We're looking for you guys. Come on the show. Say You're what's on up. A list. You're on a list, bro. Our friendly and list. What I mean our by friendly, our exactly friendly hello list. And our debate list because we want to talk to you about this shit. Yeah. And don't be scared. Don't be scared. But anyway, um, yeah, no, that's, that's it, a, right? that was a great way to end the show, in my opinion. I think all of our listeners are going to agree with our assessment there. Don't even bother I, checking I, it I out. Understand. Don't give it your time money or attention the best thing you can or do is ignore it actually do check it out but stop after one level or two be after you realize and you get the devil snare how frustrating it is to be able to un like not progress in a game have our feelings be validated talk to us hit us up on twitter let us know if you're upset the same way we are if you're a fan of Harry Potter and you're not like the direction it's going or if you agree with it because we'll debate you too. It's yeah, cool. truth. And be on the lookout for next week where we uh, are going to be introducing a new segment, uh, which we have not titled just yet. We think you'll love it. It is going to be the most interactive segment we've done on the show. We're really going to expand it as well moving forward. So we're excited to bring it to you. And lastly... Yep. Before we forget, to the unofficial product endorsement for today's episode. I'm glad you brought it up. I'm going to go again with Uniqlo because I'm just going to do a Uniqlo new item every week until they start 
uh, <laughs> being our sponsor. So that's a fact. That's, okay. a, that's our new thing. A new item from Uniqlo every day, every episode until they become a sponsor. So the unofficial product announce, uh, endorsement for today is graphic tees at Uniqlo. Uniqlo, uh, which right. is doing a Shonen Jump uh, partnership for its anniversary. We may have touched on this last week. I don't really remember, but that is now the official endorsement. And so go buy that shit. And Uniqlo at us. And let us let them know that let you them heard know that you did, exactly. You heard from PLG. Exactly. Tell go. them go buy the shirt and hit them up at us at people like games on Twitter at Uniqlo and be like, yo, Uniqlo, thank the team, thank the squad, thank yep. the real OGs. That's original gentleman in the building. Anywho, now we're exiting said building because we've been talking for over an hour and yep. the room I'm in is starting to get hot as shit because it's starting <laughs> to get hot as shit out. And so yep, yep. it's about that time of it's year. It's summer, baby. It's, and yo, appreciate you listening to us, right? As always, as always, and enjoy your week and let us know for fucking real for once whether, just kidding, whether you like Wednesday as our yeah. listening day and I'm probably going to cut out that cursing anyway or probably not because I'm so <laughs> lazy and I may just let it run because this is our rated baby we uh, we self censor or self whatever it was yeah self imposed reading inflict system you self a fucking rating on it you got it self inflicted <laughs> anyhow right. later, later everybody have a good week <laughs>